Welcome to the Mimi B Podcast. I'm your host, Mimi Bouchard, and this podcast is designed to help you become the best version of yourself possible. This podcast will motivate you and give you the tools that you need to get to where you want to be. Hello, everybody. Today I have Jill DeYoung with me. She is a podcast host, a health coach, personal trainer, author, and the founder of Yoga Block Sock. I am so excited to have her on the show today. Oh, yeah, I didn't mention she's also an influencer, big social media following, super inspirational, great, great woman. And I'm just so excited to have her on. So thank you, Jill. Welcome to the Mimi Podcast. Yay, thank you so much. What a wonderful intro, Mimi. And uh, yeah, I'm calling in from Maui and I was looking at your Instagram today and I'm like, hey, you're in the Bahamas now. Like how cool that we're in such remote places, both on an island, you know, and we can make this happen. We can actually connect and I feel like you're in the room with me here. I know, right? It's so cool and just crazy how technology can really just connect anyone these days. And, uh, you know, we, we both were just talking about this before starting to record. You know, we both have online businesses. We can work from anywhere in the world. And, um, you know, during these crazy times where, where people are losing jobs, having huge shifts in their life, like, should we just get into the good stuff? Like, what would you say to a young girl listening right now who is confused and lost and stuck and wants to create freedom for herself? What would you say? Well, it depends on, on uh, you know, the, the skill set that that person has. But like, let me just think about the Mimi podcast like listeners, I'm thinking of, you know, of, of the listener to be a, a, a health conscious, a confident woman that wants to like be independent and like create something valuable for others, help others at the same time, you know, wants to, you know, follow her dreams and feel a certain freedom and um, is most likely active on Instagram. So this is kind of the, you know, the idea I have of, of, your, of you know, your audience and, And so like, if you have an Instagram page and you're not making money yet, you know, from it, but you are very active and you feel like you're really putting out good content and it's most likely you are, but it's really hard to get visibility. And it's really hard if you are waiting for someone to notice you. So what I would say, if you want to start making money with, for example, Instagram, if that's the one thing you, you know, you want to start with, or get get free products, you know, like get sponsored then I would say look around your home and look at the products that you use and love and already recommend it to your friends, family, clients, and say and write it down on a list and say, it would this is my dream list. I would love to gather, you know, get free product or get paid for, you know, like for with this um paid for advertising and promoting this because this is truly authentic to me to actually help them um yeah, help them promote this product. So then you start reaching out to every brand you want to work with. And you start reaching, because they don't know about you until you say, hey, my name is, and I'm here to help you, you know, help promote your product. And this is why. And, you know, you tell them how you love the product, why, you know, you, you love the product and how you can help. And so like for me, I am a recipe maker. I love to cook. And if it's a brand, for example, I have been sponsored by a pasta brand, I would say I can create recipes for you guys. And this is how I do it. And I give an example of, you know, what I've done before or what I can do. You can, if you've never done it before, you can kind of create a post 
that resembles what you would do for them. And so you have an example. You can, you know, I, I think of things that I want to do and then try to get paid for it. For example, I'm also a triathlon coach. I had an idea that I wanted to go have a fun adventure with 10 interesting health and wellness awesome power chicks that had never done a triathlon before. So I selected like a few of my friends that I knew I wanted in there and then other friends like new friends that, you know, I already follow on Instagram and thought they could be a great participant and want probably wanted to like do something adventurous, like training for a triathlon for the very first time in their lives. I wanted to give them that experience. I wanted to be like part of that. So I pitched the idea to like a brand, you know, can you say the brand, it's Herbalife. And they loved it. They're like, absolutely. And can we share this? You know, obviously we're going to share that on social media. So I then started training a team of 10 women that I completely like, admired and, and really guided them through the whole journey of training for a triathlon. So just saying that you can create whatever you want to create as long as you have like enthusiasm, passion, and, you know, you can really think of it as adding value as an experience, as an adding for yourself and adding value, you know, for the company as in exposure. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Such great points there and just so much to digest in that. At the end of the day, you know, my philosophy, and I know it's, it's definitely yours too, is that you just got to work for it. You got to work for what you want. And especially in this time, you know, a lot of people are wanting new things and you have to be different and, and, you know, stand out of the crowd and just put that extra work in. And, and it feels good to work really hard towards something, you know, God, I am so grateful for all those years that I spent working, working really hard and, you know, working four jobs and nannying and working at a juice bar and interning at places. Like I'm so grateful for those times because truly a achieving success um, or whatever kind of milestones feels so much better if you put the work in and be like you, you, you really just that feeling of earning something is just not comparable to anything. It's, it's really, truly amazing. Yeah. Like I also have another story to share. If you are already receiving emails from brands that want to like send you free samples and you're like, Oh, I didn't give, you know, give a shit. Like, I don't really care. Like, you know, you, you can change that mindset as in, Hey, they are contacting me because they think I'm good for their brand. Is it a product that I would like to use or have, you know, like have interest in, in working together with, even if they're saying they only want to send me free stuff and I want to get paid, you can turn this into a paid gig. And this is how I did it. For example, for a company that was asking me if I wanted to sample their new tea, I love tea. <laughs> you know, I've never had a cup of coffee in my entire life. I don't like the flavor. I do like the smell. I just don't, you know, I don't have the stomach for it. And I was like, yes, absolutely. Um, I would love to try your tea. But just so you know, uh, I won't be able to post for, you know, for you on my feed if, if you don't, you know, if it's not paid for. I only, you know, um, take on paid content right now. And so they said, no problem. What's your fee? Well, you know, we'll transfer it to your bank account. And uh, here I go. I have like, you know, money coming in. The tea is arriving in my mail. And I'm, you know, I, I, I brew the tea and I take a sip and it's absolutely disgusting. And I'm like, oh, oh no, I can't post, you know, about this. This is awful. How is it, you know, how can they screw up a tea? Like, it's so easy to make tea. I mean, <laughs> um, 
they had put stevia in it and um, there was a seaweed component that is a, you know, like wonderful health benefit, but it didn't taste very good. And so the aftertaste was awful. Stevia doesn't sit well with me. So I was just like, oh my God, no, I got to tell them that I can't work with them. And so I wrote them an email that, you know, I just want to be really honest and this is, you know, and, and so it's hard to be honest, but I love being honest. And I gave them feedback that I you know, it's like, and, and, and this is how you can change the recipe. Because again, I'm, I'm good at making recipes. I love, you know, good flavors. So I gave them free advice and I just sent it off and I was going to, you know, send the money back. And they emailed me back and they were so wonderful. They were like, thank you so much for this, you know, like, uh, wonderful, like honest feedback we would like to have you on our team. How can we make that happen? And I was like, huh, wait, what just happened? <laughs> I thought it was done. Um, and so they came back to me and they said, yeah, we would love to work with you. I said, well, I would love to be your flavor developer. So again, I'm making up my own terms, my own job. And it's been a wonderful collaboration for 14 months, over a year, I've been on payroll and I've been doing from flavor development to website um development to PR, press, influencer teams. I have I have done so much for them and I've learned a great deal in that process. So not only do you get paid, but you also go into school at the same time. That is such an incredible story. Thank you so much for sharing that. Oh my God, I love that. That's so that is like, you know, when you when you don't expect some things and you just do what what the right thing is often, you know, you just see circumstances start to change and people start to offer you things. And, you know, I've, I've definitely had similar situations in my life, probably nothing as big as that, but like, you know, just giving free advice or like, you know, your honest opinion and people really just seeing you as authentic. And, and that's just incredible. I'm so happy that you shared that. So for people, let's kind of, let's kind of switch gears a little bit. For people that don't know you, I know you've written the book Models Do Eat and that's your Instagram handle as well. I would love to pick your brain about this. You know, what what's the book about? What's your whole philosophy with health and wellness and that whole concept that, you know, to be super fit, you need to restrict calories or all that BS. Like, I want to know everything from, you know, when you first started in this industry, what you've learned to what you preach now, your top core philosophies. Okay. Well, let's go back to, uh, let's say almost 20 years from now, because I'm, I'm uh, 38 and I started modeling when I was 17. I pretty much uh, finished my last exams at school and hopped on the plane. I didn't even get back to get my diploma. I was like, yeah, I'm done. I got the invitation to start modeling and I was so ready to go on an adventure because my, the small village that I grew up in was just not, you know, some, a place where I could see myself in the future. And, um, and so it was my ticket out. I was like, see ya, I'm out, I'm gone. And, you know, I didn't even know what I wanted to continue a follow up for study. So I was in Milan, Italy. And, um, um, so I'm originally from Holland, if I forgot to mention. So then, um, I started modeling, lived in model apartments. So we would share like bedrooms. I mean, it was kind of crazy at times that, you know, I would be in, and especially in places like New York, we would 
be in bunk beds, like military style. The girls couldn't even unpack their suitcases, like modeling, like and model apartments. Nothing fancy. It's really funny. You'd you'd be like laughing, giggling, like seeing all these girls trying to scramble, you know, with their clothes and bathroom turns, getting ready to go to castings. It's really funny. Um, so so I was introduced to calorie counting uh, through an, uh, a roommate. I didn't even know what a calorie was at the time because I was so like naturally, you know, eating well with my, you know, my, my parents always made like very basic but healthy meals and we grew our own vegetables and we didn't eat a lot of junk. But unfortunately, the one thing I did not learn was how to cook, how to take care of myself. So when I was um, running around doing castings and, you know, like in between casting, which I, I wouldn't know what to, like, I didn't know what to eat. I didn't know how to feed myself. Then I was introduced to the calorie counting so I figured, oh, okay, well, this is part of my job now. I better make sure that, you know, I I don't eat, you know, more calories than I should. And so I started looking at all the packaging, the wrappers. I was like, God, all the things I like. And because I did like cookies and chocolate and nuts, they were so high in calories. I was like, oh, I can't eat this anymore. Or maybe there's a way around it. And so when I found diet products, I'm like, oh, this is awesome. I can, you know drink and eat for like zero calories and are, you know, very little calories. And so I, I got into diet products and it was awful. Like for so many years, I was skipping meals, then eating too much. Then, um, my, yeah, it's, I started developing like some, some form of disordered eating. It wasn't extreme as in anorexia or, um, you know, like a, uh, I wasn't, I wasn't all consuming, but I, I was hungry all day. I was not, I didn't really know how to take care of myself. So needless to say, like I, you know, after traveling for many, many years and, um, working my butt off cause the modeling shoots were 10 to 14 hours long. Then I had to get on a plane and go to the next shoot. It was very demanding. I was chronically sleep deprived and, um, yeah, I was making a lot of money, but at the same time, I wasn't spending it or I wasn't even enjoying it very much because I, I felt like I had no real life. You know, I was just working when everyone was partying or like enjoying their summer or going to a wedding. I missed out on a lot. And I was like, well, this is not that fun. I really would like to be more at home and have a real life again. So uh, that kind of happened when I started having some health issues. And, uh, yeah, that developed over years of not taking good care of myself, not eating enough or not eating nutritious food, I should say, because the, the diet products were real crap, like a shitload of chemicals that, you know, are, um, really messing up the chemistry in your body. So my body became acidic and I learned from a nutritionist that everything that every choice that I made, every food or every beverage that I put in my mouth is going to have an effect on either me being my body being becoming acidic or alkaline where an acidic body is the, uh, the, the, the breeding ground for all disease and where an alkaline body is, is healthy and naturally heals. So, I was just amazed by this new information and I'm just like, how does not everyone know this? Like, how is it that, um, you know, everyone I talk to that, you know, it's new information to them. So I felt like I had to start sharing this information. And while I like, so I was spending more time at home, which I really enjoyed. 
and having more of a balanced life, even though I was still traveling a lot and modeling like was, you know, very much part of my life for, for 20 years until, you know, until last year. But let's say the first 10 years were like on the road, most of the days of the year. And, um, so I, I like cooking really helped me get my health back and like really understanding what I was needing to eat. And obviously we all know that we need to eat more vegetables and less sugar, but I really thought I did a pretty good job going to Trader Joe's until I then learned how to read like the labels and how to understand that marketeers definitely do not want us to know how much shit they put in the food. So cooking was really like the best option here. And I started like cooking healthy food, but it didn't always taste that great. So I started developing with more, it just tastes, I'll taste it kind of boring. So I started like experimenting with different flavors and spices and I started really getting it. I was like, oh my God, healthy food can taste this good. I got to share this. So again, like I was sharing on a blog for Sculpt Models Do Eat and it got traction. People wanted to hear. And I was I was really excited to share this knowledge that I gained and um, I felt like it was benefiting others. So I, I am, you know, I call myself a goal digger because I like to set goals for myself. <laughs> I love working towards something because um, it feels more um, purposeful. And so I said at the very early stage of me cooking, I wasn't that good yet, but I said, I'm going to, I'm going to put together a cookbook because I think, um, you know, that, that would be a great goal for me. I think I'd be, again, learning in the process. You don't always have to be the very best to help other people in that, in that place. You only need to know a little bit more. And that's a really important thing to remember that you don't always have to be like the, the best or the most, you know, the, the expert of the experts because you constantly grow. Like from what I know now, like it's completely different than that, you know, like back then, but um, in the process, you share these things that are then most important and you may forget about them years, you know, years down the line, because now it's already become a habit. And now it's so normal that it feels like, you know, you don't need to share it anymore. So anyway, um, long story short, I pitched the uh, Models Do Eat cookbook idea to um, an agent. I got an agent. Then she pitched it to um, all the big publishing houses, and they were mostly based in New York City. I was so confident I was going to get the cookbook deal because it was just, I just felt like it was the right time and it was just great content. And I was like, yeah, this is totally going to happen. I put a, a great presentation together. I even moved back to New York as I was living in Miami at the time. Then I didn't get a book deal. I, I got really uh, wonderful rejections. And I say wonderful because they actually the, the um, publishing houses took the time to give me really good feedback. They said, hey, Joe, we really like what you do. Like, we like what you're all about. But, you know, you're not an expert in the field. And we do want you to be a bit more of like we want you to have a certification of some kind. And we would like to have you like get more followers. I was like, all right, here we go again, right? The followers, the followers. So, well, I can control one of the two things, right? I can control getting a degree. So then I was looking online. I pretty much Googled how, you know, how to become a health coach ASAP because I wanted to get the book out. And I found INN, Institute of Integrative Nutrition, and I started studying with them for a year. And I really only did it because I wanted to get the book up. But I fell in love with the course and they teach you pretty quickly to 
you know, after six months, they want you to start telling people that you're a health coach and start, you know, like helping others and, you know, just already to get some experience. I was like, oh my God, I really don't know if I want to do this. But then I'm like, you know what? Why not? Let's just try and see. So I went to uh, the dry cleaner that day and uh, the girl there wore a, a gym outfit and uh, I'd never seen her wear it. And I'm like, hey, could you just go to gym or, you know, she's like, yeah, I really want to get back in shape and, you know, really have been struggling. And I said to her, oh, well, I can help. I, I'm a health coach. So the first time I'm telling someone I'm a health coach. And she said, oh, that's, oh, that's wonderful. I really need some help. And, you know, I, I, um, and she just lost a family member. So she, she was going through some, you know, some emotional things. And I was like, yeah, this is a wonderful client for me. So, you know, she told me what she could afford at the time. And I took her on as my first client and it absolutely changed my life because as a model, I was always doing everything for the team and for myself. And, you know, you're always as good as your last job. And it was like more self-serving. Now I'm all about like that client and that experience and it making it all about someone else and being of service changed my mind because my heart just swelled up. I was like, holy moly, this is just like, there's so much love and compassion and so much care in, in uh, helping others make better decisions and be, you know, keep them accountable. So it, it really just changed my perspective on what I wanted to do in my life. So then I, um, yeah, I did not publish that book for another a couple of years because I became a health coach and a personal trainer and I transformed, helped transform many hundreds of people's lives. And I was like, Oh my God, this is like a whole other level of knowledge and experience. I'm ready to get this book on the market. And so I, then changed my idea about doing it by myself because I felt I only had one story to tell and I felt like it needed more, more voices. And so I put together a team of nine other women. So 10 total who were all models or are still modeling, but are all experts in the, in the field of health and wellness. And they all had their own struggles when they're either health issues or, um, some form of disordered eating that they wanted to share. And I thought that was so valuable. And I wanted to like do this together as a team. And, and, um, yeah, so many years later, <laughs> book came out last year. Um, but from, so let me tell you that it took seven years from the moment that I first, you know, wanted to publish the book to it actually getting published. But then also it's really about timing because Little did I know that this team of girls, like, were, again, like, really enhancing my ex personal experience, but also adding so much value to the journey of book publishing and reaching a larger audience. And, and on top of that, we got rewarded by the universe. Um, and, and believe it or not, we had 12 billboards on Times Square sponsored. We did not have to pay for it. We had, you know, we got so lucky one of the girls, her husband is a um, in marketing, and he knew some guys that owned a couple of billboards sometimes square, <laughs> and they loved you know what we were all about, the message. And here we are as models, we you know we have been featured on so many magazines, on billboards, on you know like advertisements, but never did we have the room to speak about our own truth and what we wanted to share. We were always there you know like for another brand, and here we were celebrating like the book launch on Times Square. It was like the most powerful thing in the world. So I, I would really like also encourage collaborations like in, in new businesses or things that you create in your life.
Let's take a quick break to hear about one of our sponsors, Function of Beauty. You guys, I've been using these new hair products and I am obsessed. I currently have the hair mask in my hair right now as we speak. Function of Beauty is my new go-to for all things hair products. So I'm very excited to have them as a sponsor. Function of Beauty is hair care that's formulated specifically for you. No matter your hair type, they create shampoo, conditioner, and treatments to fit your unique needs. How unique, you ask? Function of Beauty has over 54 trillion possible ingredient combinations to make sure your formula is as unique as you. So here's how it works. First, you need to take a quick but very thorough quiz and tell them a little bit about your hair. Next, Function of Beauty's team determine the right blend of ingredients then bottle your custom formula to order. Then they deliver your personalized formula right to your door in a cute customized bottle with your favorite color and fragrance. They even print your name on it. Are vegan, cruelty-free, they never use sulfates, parabens, or any other harmful ingredients. Function of Beauty is not only the first ever custom hair care brand, it is the internet's top rated customized hair care brand with over 40,000 real five-star reviews and counting. So what are you waiting for? You guys follow me and go to functionofbeauty.com slash Mimi to take your four-part hair profile quiz and save 20% on your first order. So go to functionofbeauty.com forward slash Mimi for 20% off and to let them know that you heard about it from my show. That is functionofbeauty.com forward slash Mimi. And let's get right back to the episode. Wow. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing all that and how incredible that you were in Times Square. That's such a huge goal for so many people and and so brilliant. I love how you think outside of the box and, you know, you invited these other girls to get involved. You know, I think is Nikki Sharp one of the girls? Cause she's been on my podcast too. She's so sweet. Yes, she is. Absolutely. Yes. She, was, she, she has actually helped me a lot because she had already published a book and she had like, she, she kind of put together a nice framework for me because it's pretty overwhelming to, to write a book and to deal with all the editors. Um, it's a long process. Even when you get the book deal, it still takes a year then to put it together and you've already worked mm -hmm. so many years on it. Nikki Sharp is, yeah. is very hardworking, efficient and fun, you know, girlfriend. And, uh, yeah, she's very close to my heart. Yeah, she's super sweet. I loved I loved uh, recording that podcast podcast with her and following her on Instagram. Super, super sweet. So that's such an incredible story. You know, it's always seemed like you have just, you know, wanted more out of life, seeking new opportunities, new experiences. Do you feel like right now you're at a place in your life where you feel like you've made it, where you feel really content, or do you still have really huge goals that you want to smash? Or are you kind of living, you know, in the middle uh, where you feel content, but yet you're still looking to smash some really big goals? <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I think that's where I am. I, you know, when I look back, I, I do feel like I've had so much different, wonderful experience in my life. And there's so, just so much color. I feel like it's one big adventure. And also, you know, like with my, in my career, I have been to in places where I never thought I would be. And I've been to like, you know, so I've gone from really highs to really lows in my career. I like had a lot of money, lost it all type of feeling, you know, like, um, I had, I, you know, I've had just like overall, like when people like 
this is kind of what my, you know, my dad is a bit more conservative and he's like, well, like, well, you know, you spend a lot of money over the so many years you could have saved it. I'm like, yeah, dad, but you know what, even if you would say to me right now, would you want that money back? Um, and, and like erase all these experiences. And I was like, absolutely not. Those experiences were worth millions of dollars, like so much more than I spend, you know, it, it's all about experiences to me. Um, because in the end, like, you know, money comes and money goes, but you obviously need some money to be comfortable to not stress out too much. And, you know, like, but yes, like I am very content where I am right now, as in, um, I am very aligned with what I need to do in my life as a model. I, you know, I was never really a model model. I, I, I don't care about makeup. I don't care about, you know, like doing my hair nicely. I really don't care. Like, it's just not fun to me. <laughs> like, I feel like I want to go out and about. I want to go adventure. I want to do sports. I don't, you know, I don't feel like I don't even care about wearing nice clothes. That That's how bad it is. Like, but funny thing was that modeling kept me in the, um, in the business for so long. And I think because, you know, maybe also because I didn't have so much attachment to it and people could feel that, you know, and I was very authentic and fun and, I was a great team player. And uh, now like where I am now is I, I do spend a lot of time by myself. And that's the one thing that, you know, is maybe not as fun because as an entrepreneur, you, you know, you, I have a lot going on and I'm a lot behind my computer and that's kind of new because uh, last year I was still working a lot with clients one-on-one and this year, because last year I was still living in LA and this year, because of COVID, uh, we were we got stuck in in Maui, which has been the perfect place to be. So I'm very grateful for that. But also, again, for you, <laughs> but I had to pivot big time because you know one of my contracts were was uh, coming to an end recently, and I was like, okay, so how am I going to pay all my bills? Like, and I'm like, you know, you, there's constantly a a challenge for me too. And so what I did was I was like, okay. Um, I approached 15 companies that I want to work with and I approached them all in different ways and, and, and how I could add value to them. And, um, and some great things came out of it. Like I'm already like, um, talking to a couple of bigger brands, smaller brands, um, have some new influencer work lined up. I love putting together influencer teams. Again, I love groups. I love, you know, win-win situations where I can help others thrive and, uh, share knowledge, just like what we do here today. And so like what, so, but some of the big goals, if you were asking is definitely creating products. Um, one of the things I've created during quarantine, uh, is a washable, uh, cover for yoga blocks. It's called yoga block sock because, um, you know, the shared yoga blocks in yoga studios are kind of gross. And especially with COVID, they are not allowing people to use props anymore. You got to bring your own. And the yoga blocks are just bulky and heavy and you don't want to necessarily bring that with, you know, with you. So we created this, um, yoga block cover and, you know, it protects you from, uh, from sweat, dirt and germs. And so that's the one product I think I would love to make this the new normal in yoga studios. And so everyone comes to the studio, they bring their own yoga block sock. Like it's a pair to, you know, so it's two, you put them, like you slip around the, the, uh, the block and take them off, wash them when you get home. And, and so that's the one big goal, you know, to change a new, a standard of hygiene and create a hygiene movement in the yoga community. 
That is so cool. And you're so creative. You are a pure entrepreneur. It's like in your blood because, you know, that's just something that not many people think of, but it's brilliant and such a great time to see opportunity in times of a pandemic, you know, like it's, it's really, really interesting. So my question for you is, has your default always been to see opportunity or did you have to kind of train yourself to keep hustling, keep pushing and be more, I guess, positive with, with whatever circumstance you're in? Cause I think a lot of people, um, including me in the past, like we've been victims to our environment. Most people are conditioned to be victims, right? Like yeah. things happen to you, not for you. Yeah. What has you, have you always been, this positive, optimistic, motivated, creative, or did you have to teach yourself to be this way? Um, a little bit of both. Like I have, I always have been quite a positive spirit. And, you know, when I started modeling and I, and because I've modeled for so long, you deal with a lot of rejection. So, you know, you pretty much look for work every day you don't work. And so you always are quite in a vulnerable place because you really don't know when your next job is also, we only get paid, and this may have been may have changed only in the recent year uh, or two. But we only get paid ninety days after we do a job, and so like we always have to pay our bills at the beginning of the month, or you know, it's thirty days, right, or, or two weeks' notice. But we have to we had to wait for our money so long, so you have to be really creative on you know like how to manage your your cash flow, and so I you know like I think modeling has really helped me deal with rejection. Like you always have a no, but you can get a yes. You got to show up, get aligned, but also know that not every job is for you. And so I think it really trained me day in day out to show up, even if you don't feel good. You know, like to show up even if you don't want to. Um, you know, to keep showing up. And after modeling, and when I saw like you know, like really transforming into the health and wellness industry, that really helped because I felt like, okay, I, you know, like I gotta like find my own work. No one is going to come to me and say, oh, I heard you're a health coach. Well, maybe now, but not when you just start out. Right. And so I was looking for opportunities, even in the supermarket, if I was like standing in line and this lady would like put, you know, some groceries on the, on the, on the counter. And I would be like, chatting with her about the product that I, you know, I saw she loved. And uh, she's like, oh, you know, so much about health and wellness. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, you know, my job. Well, here's my business card, for example. And so, I, you know, I've always kind of been hustling and trying to find new ways to to get work, to help others, to add value. And the more you do it, it really is like a, a muscle, you know, the, the stronger it gets. And now I feel very confident, like approaching businesses, but not to say that I'm, it's not scary at times. Like, you know, it's, it's, you're really putting yourself out there. But the wonderful thing is that, for example, I've been wanting to write for magazines and, you know, it, uh, it doesn't really pay. Like, it's just more of an exposure thing. But I really like to write. I really like to share. So, how do you get featured in magazines? Well, you know, you got to contact the editor. And how do you find the editor? Well, you go online and you look in the magazine. Sometimes there's a, note of the editor that will say reach me at and you know and they already put their email there sometimes it's a little more digging through linkedin then you send an email out and you say hey this is what i'm all about i am really passionate about this subject i think it would be a good match for your magazine would you want me to write something for you guys and 
you know, the funny thing is, is that they need you too. It's not that, you know, you're, you're uh, bothering them. You, they, they need content. And so I think that's a really good mindset to think that people need and, and companies need you, but they don't know of your existence until you knock on the door. I say, Hey, what's happening? How can I help you grow? And that's an important mindset too. Not to come and say, I need this. I want that. You say, Hey, how can I help you? And now instantly something changes because they want, you know, like to be seen, they want to be heard. And also if you can, for example, like connect with someone over Instagram and they may have, you know, like a brand or a, you know, like a, a company consists of people. If you can make these people more like friends and, and say, Hey, I saw on your Instagram page that you, you know, you're, you love hiking. You have two great dogs. Oh, how wonderful that you live in what, let's say Colorado. And they feel instantly like you care about them and that you don't need, just need something from them. They do know that you're, you know, reaching out because you, you know, you want to collaborate, but it's a really important point in me having success that I see these people as, you know, as, as kind of like friends, you know, I say, Hey, I see you. I hear you. Like, how can I help you? And that's when they could say, this is how you can help. And this is what we can do. And oftentimes they propose what I want them, you know, want to ask them, but it's almost like kind of a little game. We're both aware, you know, that we're obviously, you know, it's a business contact, but the personal aspect is really valuable. Oops, sorry, I was on mute there. <laughs> yes, 100%. And, you know, just that that's great advice in itself, being personable and reaching out to companies as a friend. Very great actionable tip right there. So I want to know about your routines. Like, what does a day in the life look like for you? Because I know for from personal experience as well that being an entrepreneur, you know, being your own boss is pretty tough when you don't have a set routine in place. And a lot of people are working from home now, you know, what kind of non-negotiables do you have in your everyday routine that keep you on track, that keep you focused and motivated? And after that, do you have any kind of productivity tips or like, how do you keep yourself on schedule? All right. Good question. Yeah. Um, you know, the funny thing is, is that I, uh, I don't love routine. Um, and I don't, you know, it's the same with food. I don't, I don't eat often the same thing twice, you know, in a row or in a day, you know, it's like, I love variety, but there is a, there are a few key things that my day needs and that my soul needs, uh, to create headspace to, you know, to really get geared up. And, and one is obviously a really good night of sleep. I really, really, really cherish my sleep. If I don't sleep well for one night, I can, you know, I can manage Two nights, not so good. Third night, I'm in tears. So <laughs> I, I need to sleep well. And so whatever that, that means, right? Going to bed early, uh, not working late uh, or being on my phone too long um, and really making the time to, to relax before I go to sleep. Then when I get up, I, I do uh, meditate before I eat. So I meditate like 10 to 20 minutes and I, I do happen to live close to the beach. So some of the days I can go to the beach and, and meditate there. And I'm just really grateful saying, yeah, putting my feet in the sand, feeling nature around me, feeling like I get, you know, a little charge from it, then go home, um, and, and work. I, I love to get lots done in the morning. 
Um, because also, like in Maui, we're kind of behind, you know, LA and Europe and everything. So I feel on the East Coast, of course. So I feel like I need to get on top of it ASAP. So I, I don't exercise in the morning. I, I move that to later in the day. Uh, and I just like try to get everything off my like to-do list that is most important. And I call them my three big rocks. Let's say the three things that feel like a big accomplishment. If I got, if I get that done, I try to get that done before lunch, the things that, you know, you may want to push to tomorrow, but you're not going to do it because you know, like it's one of the, the, the three things that, that will really make you feel accomplished that day. It just needs to get done. There's just no way around it. So I don't give myself room for procrastination. I just, and I plan quite a bit in that I don't have time to get distracted. My friends that text message me, um, people that email me will like, I will cluster it after I'm done with the most important things. So let's say lunchtime, I will get back to my friends or I will check my emails and make a list of things that are most important, but really prioritizing is key because you can, you can get distracted the whole day, right? With messages coming in and out. So I make sure to tune out the noise and really laser focus uh, in that morning. Let's say usually get up around six, six thirty, probably start my day around seven, seven thirty. And, um, by one o'clock I have the, the majority of the things that I need to get done, done. And then after that, like, Oftentimes my man asks me, so how, what's the rest of your day like? And I'm like, well, I can work all day because I, you know, as an entrepreneur, you're never done. And there's a list of things you can do, or I can work for the next two, three hours. And then I go like, that's my new sport, which I love kiteboarding. Um, and I, you know, go play in the ocean for, you know, starting three, 4 PM. And, and so it's, it's really um, a decision day to day, what is most important, but getting those big rocks, those most important things off your list will help you go to that next level, because those are the things that are kind of scary, are kind of, you know, like are kind of making you feel uncomfortable. You don't know quite how to tackle it yet, but when you force yourself to do it, and that's why I, I also say, don't wait to get motivated. Like it's a habit of doing it. And it's just like motivation comes and goes, but habit is always there. And, um, and so the routine is as always like getting the work done and the meditation in and sleeping. Then I, I love good food, like good conversations and good food (laughs) nourish my soul. And so I never deprive myself of any food. Like my food is mostly plant-based, but I, I, I'm not restricting myself, um, to, you know, I'm not vegetarian or vegan. I just feel like I've come to a place where I intuitively know what I need to eat. And I always have an abundance of fruit and vegetables in the, in the, in the fridge. Then I also love, um, you know, Buddha bowls and like, um, I roast sweet potatoes and, um, Brussels sprouts. And I love, you know, like this morning I had a really nice, uh, dragon fruit bowl with the toppings and it was delicious. And I put kale in it and, and cucumber just to get some more vegetables in a fruit bowl. And, you know, you don't even taste it, but it's so good. So I'm all about like trying to create my meals with the most nutritional bang for your buck. You know, like I try to get in as much um, good stuff as I can. And I, I said, like I said, I never skip a meal. Um, I like, I like to eat really well. So um, a friend asked me the other day, how many like days out of a week or month we go out to dinner I said, um, every three months we go out to dinner once, probably. It's been also because of COVID, of course, but because 
um, that's how, you know, how good the food is, is here and how, you know, I'm not enjoying eating out as much anymore because it's often not made with a lot of love. And so we, um, it's so food is definitely making me, um, you know, energized, like good food makes me happy. It makes me want to, um, it makes me focus longer. And overall, it just, um, it really, like what we do day to day, like exercise and, you know, work, um, and helping others, uh, supporting, you know, even emotional, right? Like our own emotions, like other people's lives, like not all things go to, you know, to, um, um, uh, not you know, a lot of things are, are challenging our, in our lives and it's taxing. So we need to fuel our bodies. We need to fuel our minds. And one of the things that I do to really like disconnect, like after a day of many, many hours on the phone, on calls, um, and you know, like doing everything I do, I, I go outside and I say, okay, the phone is off for the next two, three hours. And I'm going, I'm going to go play now. Kiteboarding has been like one of the most fun things that I've done in, in, you know, in my life. It's a, it's been a dream come true. I don't know if you know what it is, but it's kind of like a wakeboard with a, <laughs> a couple of long lines and a kite that pull you over the water. And it's a, it's a, a huge thrill to be on the water. And it's so scary and exciting at the same time that it, it can, it brings you in a moment. And every time like I'm in the water for like an hour and I come back to shore, I am like completely new. My, it's almost like the, you know, when you look at your computer's desktop and if you think of that as a brain, it's almost like the files in my brain are now organized. The, the, the unnecessary shit is deleted and, um, you know, it's all in place. And I have this brand new energy at the end of the day. And I feel like that's to me worth gold finding what can give you that headspace for me that's skateboarding at the moment but it can also be you know a run it can be um a a great yoga session um you know it can be it can be so many things but um finding the thing that recharges you uh it's what i it's what i do every day and i don't really have one routine because i like variation so it may be swimming tonight and going for a run tomorrow on my bike the day after. Um, but it certainly is a good mix of healthy food, exercise, meditation. So you, you take care of both your body and your soul. Yeah. Wow. So beautifully said, Thank you so much, Jill. Truly from the bottom of my heart, this was such an amazing episode, packed full of knowledge, tips, like just so inspiring on on your part as well. Like you've been through so much. You are a hustler, you create your life and it's just so refreshing and such a breath of fresh air to, to have you on the show. Like really, really incredible. Where can everyone support you and find you on social media and connect with you further? Well, um, underscore models do eat on Instagram and you'll see Jill Dijon gold digger. <laughs> and that's, the, that's the main thing you can DM me, but also I am, um, a, I have a new podcast. It's called life done better. So, uh, tune in on iTunes or on your favorite, um, podcast app life done. Amazing. Yay. Thank you so much. <laughs>